booster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. 15 days out, we're feeling fantastic. A confident Republican New York gubernatorial candidate, Congressman Lee Zeldin, debates Democratic New York Governor Hochul tonight in a race too close to call. A deadly school shooting in Missouri. Police shot and killed a gunman after he killed a teacher and a student. Jury selection underway in Manhattan in the fraud trial against the Trump Organization. New prime minister has been tapped in the U.K. as the country faces economic turmoil. Yay, formerly Kanye West continues to lose big time following anti-Semitic and other controversial remarks. Republican Representative Lee Zeldin has for weeks now been challenging New York's Governor Kathy Hochul to a series of debates all across New York State. Tonight's debate on Spectrum News is the only opportunity for voters to see the two challengers square off. Expect Zeldin, the Republican candidate for governor, to hammer the Democratic Governor Hochul on his top campaign issues. Things like rising crime and the state's lax bail reform laws. Here's Zeldin on Fox News. It makes a lot of sense to us why we're in this position to win this race. And 15 days out, we're feeling fantastic. We're going to win this race, working as hard as we are. And the support that we're getting, uh, we have to save our state. A recent series of polls shows Zeldin has narrowed the gap against Hochul, magnifying the importance of the debate. He wants to make our subway safer by making sure that everybody sitting on a subway has a loaded weapon. I don't think so. Hochul is expected to highlight her record on abortion rights, gun reform and economic development while painting Zeldin as an extremist for his anti-abortion views and his close alliance with former President Donald Trump. He, uh, meanwhile, Zeldin also said he hopes to address issues ranging from pay-to-play corruption to congestion pricing to the state's ban on fracking, which he says he would reverse. An armed former student broke into a St. Louis high school Monday morning, warning you are all going to die. A teacher and a teenage girl were fatally shot, seven others wounded, before police shot and killed the gunman in an exchange of gunfire. This happened at Central Visual and Performing Arts High School. Police Chief Michael Sack identified the shooter as 19-year-old Orlando Harris, a 2021 graduate. I can't say enough how uh, well the officers did uh, getting there on scene as quickly as they did, making entry, locating the suspect, uh, not just by hearing the gunfire, but by talking to to kids and teachers as they were leaving, getting some idea based on a description of where they last saw that suspect, so they could take some kind of action to, to stop the uh, to stop that threat. The chief did say the motive was still under investigation, but officials alluded to mental illness. Jury selection is underway here in Manhattan in the fraud trial of the Trump Organization. The challenge here, picking a neutral 12-person jury. About half of an initial pool of 132 prospective jurors were excused Before formal questioning started Monday, some expressing concerns about the ability to be fair to reporters outside of court. Attorney William Brennan is representing the Trump Organization. We're figuring it's going to be probably a good solid week for jury selection. Manhattan prosecutors allege the Trump Organization helped people like top executives avoid income taxes on job perks such as rent-free apartments and luxury vehicles. 
The top penalty could be a $1.6 million fine against the Trump organization. Juror questioning continues today. President Trump will not testify. Former Treasury Chief Rishi Sunak is set to become Britain's first prime minister in a meeting today at Buckingham Palace with King Charles III, the first prime minister of color, after being chosen Monday to lead a governing conservative party to guide the country through economic and political turmoil. In his first public statement, Sunak said the United Kingdom is a great country, but there is no doubt we face a profound economic challenge. I am humbled and honoured to have the support of my parliamentary colleagues and to be elected as leader of the Conservative and Unionist Party. It is the greatest privilege of my life to be able to serve the party I love and give back to the country I owe so much to. Sunak will be the first British prime minister with South Asian roots and its first Hindu leader. Sunak takes over for Liz Truss, who quit last week after only 45 tumultuous days in office. More trouble for Ye, formerly Kanye West. His slew of anti-Semitic remarks has gotten a completed documentary about the rapper shelved. MRC Studio executives announced in a memo Monday, we cannot support any content that amplifies his platform. Ye was recently restricted from posting on both Twitter and Instagram over anti-Semitic posts for violating their policies. And earlier this month, rapper 50 Cent commented on Kanye on the EBRO in the morning radio show. He's in a dangerous area. You know what I mean? Like, not, not too many. I think, look, I'll forgive him for the things that he said because I already identify with something's going on that I don't understand that. And Ye has also suggested slavery was a choice and called the COVID-19 vaccine the mark of the beast. And earlier this month, Ye was criticized for wearing a White Lives Matter T-shirt and uh, to the uh, showing of his latest collection at a Paris fashion show. President Joe Biden said on Monday he was optimistic about an 11th hour swing in Democrats' favor, despite polls showing Republican candidates gaining momentum in a number of tight midterm races. He spoke at an event at Democratic National Committee headquarters. You know, whether we uh, maintain control of the Senate and the House is a big deal. And uh, so far, we're running against the tide and we're beating the tide. But we just have 15 days into one of the most important elections in our lifetime. And it's going to shape the way this country looks like for the coming decade. In recent weeks, polls have shown Republicans gaining in key Senate races in Pennsylvania and Arizona. GOP candidates Mehmet Oz and Blake Masters have gained on their Democratic opponents, John Fetterman and Senator Mark Kelly. According to Real Clear Politics, polling averages, both races are a toss-up, though. Fetterman currently leads in Pennsylvania by 2.2 slim percentage points, and Kelly leads in Arizona by 2.5 slim percentage points. Tonight is the highly anticipated debate between Pennsylvania's U.S. Senate candidates, Democrat John Fetterman and Republican Dr. Mehmet Oz. On Monday night, a defiant Florida governor, Ron DeSantis, refused to commit to serving a full four-year term if reelected when pressed by his Democratic rival, Charlie Crist, at their only gubernatorial debate. Crest, a former congressman and one-term governor, accused DeSantis, a rising Republican star considered a likely 2024 presidential contender of being too distracted by his national political ambitions to lead properly. DeSantis skirted several attempts by Chris to get him to say he'd serve a full second term. Here's an exchange between the two. Yes or no, Ron? 
Will you serve a full four-year term if you're reelected governor of Florida? It's not a tough question. It's a fair question. He won't tell you. The meeting came on the first day of early voting across the state, and already more than 1.1 million votes have been cast, the most in the nation down in Florida. DeSantis is a 44-year-old Harvard-educated Republican who could launch a presidential bid in the coming months. Former President Barack Obama says he sees similarities between the way the national media covers politics and professional sports. He appeared on ESPN's Manningcast, a simulcast of Monday Night Football hosted on the network by brothers and quarterbacks Eli and Peyton Manning. Political reporting is a lot like sports reporting, right? People are always looking for the controversy and to to stir stuff up because that's clickbait and it attracts attention. Most people don't think that way. Most people are just trying to figure out, you know, how to do right by my family. Obama is a noted Chicago sports fan and basketball enthusiast, has been hitting the campaign trail in recent months to help boost Democrats' chances ahead of the midterm elections. He has attended a total of four fundraisers in August and September to raise money for candidates. Two police officers charged in the killing of George Floyd will not stand trial. On Monday, J. Alexander Kang pleaded guilty to aiding and abetting second-degree manslaughter in exchange for the murder count being dismissed. And Officer Tu Thao, charged with aiding and abetting both murder and manslaughter in the May 25, 2020 killing of Floyd. He, of course, died after another officer kneeled on the black man's neck, agreed to allow the judge in the case to decide his fate based on evidence in the case. Robert Pauley spoke to Fox 9 Minneapolis about the rarity of the type of deal Thou has agreed to. They're not that common, but they're, they're, they're used for different legal purposes sometimes, not like this one, but they're okay. not very common. The two sides will work out agreed-upon evidence in his case, file written closing arguments, and let Judge Peter Cahill decide guilt or innocence. If Thou is convicted, the murder count, which carries a presumptive sentence of 12 and a half years in prison, will be dropped. Former officer Derek Chauvin, meanwhile, is serving a 22-and-a-half-year murder conviction for kneeling on Floyd's neck, leading to his death. A California judge has ruled in favor of a bakery owner who refused to make wedding cakes for a same-sex couple because she said it violated her Christian beliefs. The same-sex couple is expected to appeal. The State Department of Fair Housing and Employment had sued Tastery's Bakery in Bakersfield, arguing owner Kathy Miller intentionally discriminated against this couple in violation of California's Unruh Civil Rights Act. Miller's attorney is Charles Lamandry, and he spoke to EWTN about the verdict. Obviously, we're very pleased with it. Our client's position was completely vindicated that uh, what she did by refusing to make the wedding cake in violation of her conscience was, in fact, protected by the First Amendment, both as a form of religious expression and free speech. Miller's attorneys argued her right to free speech and free expression of religion trumped the argument that she violated the anti-discrimination law. Kern County Superior Court Judge Eric Bradshaw ruled Friday that Miller acted lawfully while upholding her beliefs about what the Bible teaches regarding marriage. The decision was welcomed as a First Amendment victory by Miller and her pro bono attorneys with the conservative Thomas More Society. And a spokesperson for the Fair Housing Department was aware of the ruling but had not determined what to do next. The couple, Eileen and Maria Rodriguez Del Rio, said they expect an appeal. 
77 WABC News Time, 515. Time for a look at sports. Well, thank you, Deb. I am Justin Ellick here with your early news sports update. We'll begin on the hardwood this morning where the Knicks, they grabbed their second win of the young season at home over the Orlando Magic by Magic, excuse me, by score of 115 to 102. The Knicks were a step ahead of Orlando all night long with ball movement creating space that led to action like this. And part again. Bomber just shoving his way in and lost it. Pass ahead to top and behind the back to Barrett. Spectacular teamwork by the Knicks. It's the largest lead of the night. Pace and space in their face now. Oh, pace and space in their face. That call courtesy of Mike Free in the great MSG. Barrett ended with 20 points. Julius Randle added 25 to go with 12 rebounds. And Jalen Brunson was a presence as well with 21 to his name. As the Knicks feel good going into an off day today before welcoming in the Hornets tomorrow. As for the Nets, well, they didn't get as they didn't go as well. They fell on the road in Memphis 134 to 124 to fall to a one to one and two on the new season. Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving both shined with 37 points. But the Grizzlies, John Moran and Desmond Bain shined brighter with 30 each on Memphis's end. The Nets will be off as well today before heading to Milwaukee for a date with the Bucks tomorrow night. And on the ice was just the Devils in action at home against the Washington Capitals. Alexander Ovechkin and the Caps stole the show all night as Ovi makes history with his 783rd career goal during a big second period to help Washington topple the Devs 6-3. The goal by Ovechkin turned out to be the 122nd game winner of his career as he passes Gordie Howe on that list for second overall behind only Yaramir Yager. Up next for New Jersey is a quick trip to Detroit tonight to face off with the Red Wings at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Also tonight, the Rangers get set to welcome in the Colorado Avalanche Avalanche for an 8 p.m. Eastern Time puck drop. And Week 7 of the NFL season came to a close last night in Foxborough between the Patriots and Chicago Bears. Justin Fields took down his counterparts, Mac Jones, and then Bailey Zappi in a battle of young quarterbacks as the Bears escaped New England with a 33-14 win. Both teams now sit at 3-4 and four overall. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Time for your financial report with Lou Dobbs. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Stocks extend their win streak. Technology earnings reports start today and consumer confidence forecast to decline. Stocks posting another winning session Monday. Positive earnings continue to drive the market despite inflation concerns. Recent economic data hinting the Fed's rate hikes are starting to bring down prices. Microsoft and Alphabet lead off this week's technology earnings reports. Wall Street forecasting the slowest quarterly revenue growth for Microsoft in five years. The slumping PC market likely to affect the company's full-year outlook. Computer shipments have fallen more than 19% in the third quarter alone. Alphabet's ad revenue forecast to have declined last quarter, a growing trend affecting big tech and social media. Still, investors targeting an early 35% increase in Google's cloud revenue. October's Consumer Confidence Report released today. Wall Street forecasting the first decline in consumer confidence in three months. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures. Everything's in the red this morning. The Dow down 97 points after yesterday's gain, 0.30% at 31,449. S&P's dropped 10 and a quarter points. The Nasdaq down 16 and three quarter points. Gold has dropped $6.80 an ounce. Crude oil at $83.57 a barrel this morning. That is down a dollar one. 
It's the WABC Early News. 77 WABC News Time 520. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. There has been another gruesome death in the New York City subway system. 77 WABC's Alex Barnard has more. A man was killed late yesterday afternoon after authorities say he was dragged by a train in front of horrified passengers. It happened around 5 p.m. at the 59th Street Columbus Circle Station. Police say the victim, a 20-year-old man, was running for the one train when his backpack or a piece of clothing got caught in the train. Unable to free himself, he was then struck by the train. For 77 WABC News... I'm Alex Barnard. Police are investigating as well after a 70-year-old woman was shot while standing on a street corner in New York City. This happened at Brooklyn Avenue and Fulton Street around 2 p.m. yesterday. This woman hit in her thigh by this stray bullet. The gunman on a moped fled. She was taken to the hospital and she is expected to survive. A nearby merchant told ABC7 she locked her store when she heard the gunfire. It was so sad. I felt so bad. I I feel like we need. she needs justice. She really needs justice. She didn't deserve that. She just came from the supermarket. You see her shopping cart. She has bags in there. She was waiting for the bus. I, I guess she didn't deserve that. I felt very horrible for her. Authorities say the woman appears to be an innocent bystander. A few other details released. An 18-year-old woman was taken to the hospital after she was shot in her leg while sitting inside of a vehicle in Manhattan Monday night. The incident happened about 9 p.m. at West 165th Street and Broadway in Washington Heights. The victim was shot one time in the leg. She was taken to Harlem Hospital where she is expected to survive and the suspects described as five males fled westbound on 165th Street. So far, no arrests and the investigation is ongoing. Well, there will be 100 open streets in New York City for trick-or-treaters on Halloween, but some don't see it as a treat at all. 77 WABC's Bob Brown explains. New York City officials are allowing for 100 open streets for Halloween under a new program. However, not everyone's happy about it. The thing is, is we keep talking, we keep asking for compromise, and they don't want to do it, and we're tired of it. Totally agree that human life's been impacted, but I think it's been impacted in all the all the right ways. Protesters say open streets hurts first responders' ability to get around. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Authorities in a Jersey say 41 violent fugitives are off the streets as a result of a warrant sweep called Operation Essex. Here's acting Essex County Prosecutor Theodore Stevens. You can run, but you can't hide. You need to turn yourselves in and to avoid having somebody knock at the door and arrest you. The fugitives were arrested for things like felonies ranging from homicide and aggravated assault to weapons possession. The most violent were wanted for murder. Jamal Mahorn was wanted for a murder in the 100 block of Roseville Avenue back on September 7th of this year. And Tyquil Martin was wanted for yet another murder back on August 13th. The sweep was conducted jointly with the Essex County Sheriff's Department and the City of Newark Police Department. Well, Suffolk County police ended up arresting a 13-year-old student in Copeg on Monday for allegedly making threats on social media, claiming he would shoot teachers and students at the middle school. Someone also phoned in a threat to the high school, which prompted the building to be evacuated. High schoolers were bussed over to the middle school for early dismissal. 
Police swept both the middle and high schools and determined that there was no need for alarm. However, some parents told NBC New York they weren't comfortable keeping their kids in school. Here's parent Jennifer Rybow. I think that we have to be very careful. It's, it's a sad truth that this is happening in America, you know, and it doesn't really happen elsewhere. We have to, like, you know, take care of our babies. Not even in school they're safe anymore. Meanwhile, the 13-year-old teenager is charged with making a threat of mass harm. He is expected to make an appearance in family court at a later date, and school is expected to be in session today. Yeshiva University is starting its own club for LGBTQ students on its upper Manhattan campus. The school announced that on Monday. University officials build this new group in a memo to the community as an approved traditional Orthodox alternative to U-Pride Alliance. While the student-led club, which sued the school after being denied formal recognition, blasted the move as a desperate stunt to distract their supporters. The group, which already has sign-off from university officials, will be a separate club from the U-Pride Alliance. The university anticipates the ongoing lawsuit will in fact continue. An actor whose tenure as the Man of Steel was cut short and is now returning to the role. 77 WABC's Jacqueline Carl has the story. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Henry Cavill with a big announcement. I wanted to wait until the weekend was over before posting this because I wanted to give you all the chance to watch Black Adam. I wanted to make it official that I am back as Superman. Cavill posted to social media making the announcement after his cameo in the post credit scene of the movie Black Adam. Cavill added the cameo is just a very small, quote, taste of what's to come. Cavill played Superman in three different DC films, including Man of Steel and Justice League. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. If you miss the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website, wabcradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC.